Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We're continuing to look back on the protests and the fallout of those protests over the weekend in the city of Salt Lake. Also going to uh, continue that coverage throughout the day. If other protests start up, we will uh, certainly cover the details of those here on this radio program. I was, I was given the, the privilege and the responsibility over the weekend to join with Debbie Dejanovic on these airwaves and essentially narrate a pretty dark chapter of Salt Lake City history. She and I together for five hours broadcasted, and as we saw events transpire, we delivered the information surrounding those events here on this radio program. It was a difficult task for a number of reasons. Uh, That's a a lot of time to be talking, and it is also difficult uh, to maintain your composure when you see a city that you love so much uh, being desecrated by those uh, doing so in the name uh, of, of freedom of speech. Violence is not justified by the First Amendment. Vandalism is not justified by the First Amendment. The overturning of a police car is not justified by the First Amendment, nor is setting that car ablaze, nor is violence committed against law enforcement uh, an okay thing that you can justify with the First Amendment. Joining me on the program now is U.S. Attorney John Huber. The reason we're speaking to Mr. Huber this morning uh, with the District of Utah is he this morning uh, put out a note reminding us of a call made by Attorney General William Barr that the Joint Terrorism Task Force is appropriately applied to many of the events transpiring across American cities right now to include Salt Lake City and what happened on Saturday. Uh, Sir, Mr. Huber, how are you? Hey, Lee. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. It's always great to have you here on the program. I admire you a great deal. As you saw these events transpire over the weekend, how did they all strike you? Oh, just what you've said. It was heartbreaking. I love the word that you chose to describe it as desecration of our city because it wasn't just uh, spitting upon our police officers and throwing uh, dangerous items at them. It was spray-painting our capital, the symbol of law, order, and liberty in the state of Utah. It was uh, turning over a police cruiser and setting it ablaze in a, a mass frenzy of mob violence. This was not a good day for Utah. Did you witness federal crimes being committed? Absolutely. There were a number of federal crimes committed, and uh, using the Joint Terrorism Task Force, which is a long-standing, successful unit here in the state of Utah, 
we're investigating those crimes. We're very concerned about the uh, using arson and fire to destroy that police cruiser. That's a case that's at the top of our list. We're also concerned about those who would use interstate facilities to riot in Salt Lake City or to travel in, by interstate across state lines to come here with the purpose of destroying our city. I want to talk to you about both of those cases. Uh, first off, though, I have been following some of the work of my colleagues at the Deseret News who have been going through the list of released names uh, and arresting documents for the, the individuals arrested uh, on Saturday. Uh, I don't, among that list, see uh, many folks who have come in from out of state. Are, are you? Have you observed anything to the contrary of that? Have, have you identified anyone who has uh, traveled across state lines to, to engage in this type of behavior here? We do. We do see a handful of people who are not from Utah. We're investigating those cases. Uh, when I say using interstate facilities, if, if these rioters are coordinating with one another using the airwaves, using uh, their telephones, uh, that's going to trigger federal jurisdiction. I want the people, the good people of Utah, to know that in conjunction with and partnership with our state and local partners, the federal agents in the state of Utah are highly motivated, and my prosecutors are highly motivated to find offenses that violate federal law, and we will bring it. I have had a series of conference calls with the Attorney General of the United States over the past two days, and he has directed U.S. attorneys like myself to use the tools in our toolbox of the United States Code to bring law and order back to our communities. I was so proud of, uh, as the, all of the law-abiding citizens of Utah were, with the performance of professionalism and restraint by our law enforcement on Saturday night and the way that they, when they decided to take action and had the numbers to do it, uh, they safely dispersed that crowd. We want to help. We want to be part of the solution in bringing law and order back to Utah. That's the way we want to be. That's who we are as Utahns. What are the potential consequences facing those engaged in the criminal activity you've described today? If we can bring a viable case against the perpetrators who set that car ablaze, they face a minimum mandatory federal prison term of five years. That's the starting bidding. And uh, we're very serious about that. We've got agents and prosecutors working around the clock. We, uh, we call upon uh, Utahns, including those who were there peacefully protesting, which is a right all Americans have. But this was not a protest in the end. This was with mob violence. This was a riot. We call upon those who were hijacked by these uh, intruders uh, who wanted to turn it into a violent mobocracy. We call upon you to help police officers find those people who hijacked your peaceful protest. There were some still images captured from videos shared by the Salt Lake City Police Department uh, identifying, at least showing their faces, uh, of the individuals who had their hands on the vehicle, the police vehicle, which was set ablaze. Uh, that was distributed by Twitter. And as I looked at the responses, the Twitter replies, uh, they were overwhelmingly made up of those saying, nah, snitches get stitches, uh, and no, I'm not going to be helping you. Uh, I'm not going to tell on my brothers and this and that. What message do, do you have for those who, uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, have no desire to aid in law enforcement? 
Yeah, my message to them is, is you cannot straddle those two worlds. Your two feet need to be firmly planted on the side of law and order. That's what brings you the quality of life that we enjoy as Americans. Mobocracy and helping or hiding people who commit crimes is not the side you want to be on. You want to be on the side of order, not disorder. There is no, as you said in your intro comments, Lee, there is nothing that can justify or excuse the unlawful behavior we saw on Saturday afternoon and evening in Salt Lake City. Besides the the, the arson, the potential arson against the the Salt Lake City police cruiser, as well as those who were using uh, various methods to coordinate their entry into our state to participate in this uh, violence, are there any other federal crimes that you've observed or anything that you're looking into on this front? Well, the thing to remember as Americans is by constitutional design, our our peace and safety, the police powers rest upon the state and its subdivisions. Mm -hmm. So most of the offenses that were committed here will naturally find their way into the state court. The district attorney's office and those police officers will process those cases appropriately, and that will be the majority of the cases. But the community should know, and when I say community, the good guys the vast overwhelming majority of good guys in Utah and the bad guys should know that on those select cases that make sense, we will bring it. We will bring the power and force of federal law against them to seek appropriate remedies. We'll leave it at that. U.S. Attorney John Huber with the District of Utah. Thank you for your time, sir. You're welcome, Lee. Have a great afternoon. Uh, you do the same. Go get them. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to highlight some of the daring work done by my colleagues in the streets of Salt Lake City over the weekend. People like Paul Nelson and Kelly Pierce who put their personal safety at risk to keep you and I up to date on exactly what is happening here in Utah's capital city of Salt Lake. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike. We'll be back on KSL News Radio.